Oxford from the inside. The good, the bad, but always the truth. Hey guys, welcome to Oxford from the inside. The good, the bad, but always the truth. Today we're joined by Nobel. Would you like to introduce yourselves? I'm Nobel. I've just graduated from engineering at Lincoln. Nice. Um, and yeah, I'm Siam. Uh, uh, going into third year chemist, if anyone doesn't know. And um, today we're going to be talking about um, how to make the most of your Oxford experience. Um, so, Nobel, uh, firstly, how did you make the most of your uh, uni experience? Big question. I, I first thought about what I actually wanted to get out of it, because there is no right way to make the most of your experience. It depends on what you want to get out of it. And I decided that, obviously, you know, we're at Oxford, you're there for a good degree. But on the side of that, I thought, try and get some new opportunities, try and try different stuff and actually meet as many people as possible because that's just what I like. And I guess that's what I did. And then that was sort of what I wanted to get out of it. Then the question becomes, okay, you know what you want to get out of it. How do you actually go about doing that? And for me, it was sort of always being up for trying something new, whether it be a new sport or some new society or some new skill. And in terms of meeting people, just get out there chat to people be always always up for meeting other people i think one principle that i had at uni was when it, whenever i'm thinking about doing something let's say i'm not working there's some dead time i think can i do this with the same number of people by myself at home if i can try not to do it at uni for example netflix safe to say i did not have a netflix subscription at uni no disney plus none of that and that's just because i thought well I want to make the most of my time at uni and on something like Netflix, I can do that at home. I can do that in the holidays and all of that. So I thought just bin it. Meant I got really bad at FIFA as well. Did not play much ultimate team or any of that unless I was playing with my mates. But yeah. And I don't regret that to be honest, because it meant that I was making the most of my uni time and I weren't kicking myself. Then became, after that though, it was also the question of, okay, we've got all this time. I want to know, I know how I want to spend it. One, how much sleep do I want to get? And also how much work do I want to do? In terms of how much sleep, I thought, well, if I look back on five years, five, if I, five years in the future, I look back on my time at uni, I'm not going to remember how much sleep I got or how little I'm going to remember the things I did, the experiences I got. And so I did try and cut sleep as much as possible. It was very helpful that I'm an extreme extrovert and I've got ADHD. So very comfortable five hours a night and then in terms of the actual work side of things yes you know you're here to work because that's your degree you're at Oxford for your degree but I thought I'm not a nerd I'm not going to get a first I'm not good enough for a first and I'm not interested in that I've state school refugee preschool meals all of that I've done my time getting to Oxford was good enough for me and so I didn't really focus too much on work I did focus on making sure that I got a good degree out of it. I did, I did the work to a very good standard, but I didn't lose sleep over it. You know, I wasn't a perfectionist. If a tutor told me off on my work, I was like, well, cool. I tried my best. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to offer, I can't offer you anymore. And yeah, and then that was really how I made the most of my uni experience. As I recap, it's think about what you want to get out of it. 
Think about how you want to go about doing that. Think about how much work you want to do. Think about also, I've forgotten to say actually, your working time things and efficiency. You know, try and spend as little time on your phone, messenger, WhatsApp, all of that. Try and be as focused as you can when you work so that you get your work out of the way, you're done meeting mates or whatever. Yeah, nice. Wow. Um, so there's the last point about the phone. I don't know if you, there's a recent uh, documentary, like The Social Dilemma, talking all, of, all about um, attention span on the phone and all about like, and it's run shows about these like ex tech guys and yeah it's quite yeah it's quite amazing how um how uh, how addictive your phone can be uh, but then actually like being proved but yeah no some of the, like some of the things you said like i completely agree with and i think it's like really sound and like really wise of um the the rule that you had of can i do this at home um no like if, if that's like a yes well then i should like spend my time at uni doing things i can only do at uni because after uni's gone i'm gonna like regret that i didn't do like all these other things i can i can't do anymore i think that's like such a sound um of rule because like then it means that you're spending time on things that um you can only do then but um but also like how you actually also checked if um you actually wanted to um do those things as well so you have this like combination of doing things that you can only do then and the things that you want to do so like because i feel like there is a potential that because obviously like there's so many things that you can only do at uni and um and won't necessarily happen in the exact same way afterwards um and then that can create a fear of missing out like you know fomo um and then being <laughs> i guess like uh i i'd say like to like prioritize like after you've made your list of like these are the things that you really want to do and then trying to like um prioritize which ones are most important and then and then hopefully it won't be too stressful like you won't mind uh missing out a few other things um also i think um what you're saying about um approaching work and like the degree and um like how to do well i think um one of the things i really agreed with is you had that realization that you weren't you didn't feel complete really interested in your degree as much as other people and i think uh i don't know i think that's a good um real life by degree basis i think it's with engineering i just really struggled on it and it wasn't it was engineering science it wasn't engineering i was hoping for it to be more practical and more sort of everything you learn there's a reason you learn it and part of, part of Oxford's sort of philosophy mentality and all of that is learning for the sake of learning which can be good you know that's how you become some of the best academics because you just want to learn but with something like engineering, I'm not doing engineering for to learn for the sake of learning. I was doing engineering for practical side of things to actually have transferable knowledge, really, mm. to have to understand how X, Y, Z works. And this is very sort of specific. It's engineering science. Personally, that's how I felt about it. A lot of the fellow engineers also, I mean, put it this way, you ask a lot of the engineering science students in my year what they're doing now maybe you know you've got a handful doing defills got a handful going into engineering roles but that's about it mostly going into finance consulting mm. something like that because and part of it is just that we were really put off by engineering by our experience at oxford and it can be a really good degree really precious a lot of employers recruiters etc thinking we want engineers especially at oxford but 
I personally did not enjoy it that much. There were times when I really, I thought this is really cool, getting to build a two meter bridge out of aluminium, for example, getting to build a one station radio. You get to build some cool stuff. I remember building 3D printed, we'll call it walking robots. There is some cool stuff out there and there are some definitely highlights, but wasn't wasn't quite the wasn't quite what I hoped it would be. Yeah, of course. Um, but I think that like reinforces the idea that when you started your degree and like maybe a year in or a few months in, um, asking yourself like how interested and curious, like how much do you enjoy your degree and that like, being true to yourself, and then if it's not an extreme amount of much, then then I think it's a really valid point to then like also obviously like try to do as well as you can in your degree but now that you know that this isn't your main interest like spending your time on doing other things that you really that you find really interesting as well and then the reverse argument of that really make like it makes a lot of sense as well if like I know people who absolutely love their degree still and they like really they that's almost all that they want to do and like and then there's other people who like would say to them, oh, like there's so many other things that you can do at uni. Like how come you're not getting involved? And it's just because they actually just really like doing them and they like doing their degree and they want to do it almost all the time. And I think that's also completely fair. Just like checking with yourself of what do you want to do? Um, and it's okay if it's, um, like, and it's completely okay whatever you, like almost whatever you decide, as long as you like are true to yourself, like, as long as you try your best to stay true to yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think as long as you're work, if you're working, you know, 60, 70 hours a week or whatever, but you're doing it because you actually love doing it, that's fair enough. You know, that's you making the most of Oxford because at the end of the day, Oxford is, I mean, still is the best union in the world and it's the best union in the world because you've got some of the world leading academics. There's a lot to learn from. And that's why I mean from decide what you want to get out of it. Mm. Oxford there's the academic side of things you're with world leading academics that you won't get in many other places okay maybe cambridge okay definitely cambridge maybe lse us unis but outside of that no and then also there's the academic side of things there's this sort of the intellectual side of things i can say mm. no that's not you've got a lot of hard-working intelligent people in a very close-knit environment Again, you're not going to get that in many places. And the closest you'll get outside of the academic world would maybe be the sort of London city centres or New York financial districts. And even then, that's those are very specific, specialised people. And so that's the other side of things is sort of the motivated, intelligent people. And also just tradition, really cool things you get to do that a lot of unis don't have. For example, your formals, your doing exams in suits that's I think that's really cool I think that's really cool and obviously and it means I saw it as one less thing to worry about on exam day instead of oh what am I gonna wear what do I this is gonna be or I don't want to look like a tramp or I don't want to look too rich and all of that everyone's in the same everyone's equal everyone's turn up to their exams equal so that's I'm chatting nonsense right now but Oh, another thing was actually the job side, the internship side, the sort of the opportunity side mm. of things. I forgot to say, for example, to some last summer, actually last year, summer 2019, I got an internship in a Brazilian national park, Iguazu Falls National Park, biggest waterfall system in the world, all paid for by the uni. 
how often do you get that chance? And there were just so many niche, unique opportunities that I managed to get from Oxford and people should definitely take advantage of that side of things as well. What I'm trying to say is there's a lot of different ways to make the most of the experience at Oxford. And as long as you're being true to yourself, you know, some people, they work really hard, but that's just because they want the best grades. They're really perfectionist or they're they don't like their tutors telling them off. If that's the reason, <laughs> fine, but only if it makes you happy. But that's the main thing. As long as you do what makes you happy. No, yeah, for sure. No, I completely agree. Um, and yeah, like with internships, you can like apply like the same rule of like, um, you like there's like the idea of like fear of missing out. Everyone's like um, applying for these internships. Like, should you be doing the same? And there's definitely like another one of those, like checking what internships are available and asking yourself like, is this what you also want to do? And um, and then it's okay if you don't want to as well. But then all like the flip side of that the amount of internships and that are available and like the variety and the opportunities that they can lead to afterwards. And there's like, I think there's some specific that the uni provide are like linked to uh, through the career servers. There's quite a lot that are specific to um, uh, our uni. And there's just like, so the opportunities are like endless if you do decide um, that, yeah, like I'm going to like find more experience in like these areas. And then the, yeah, the opportunities that they lead afterwards are like priceless for sure. Like you don't want to like, you don't want to not like look into internships and like tell yourself, oh, it's because like, I actually don't want to. And really it's because you don't want to like, I know you like, can't be bothered. Like that's the kind of like, I think like, with a lot, you could really fool yourself. Like, I mean, at least I do um, fool myself in uh, thinking that, I like I actually don't want to do this, but really it's just I can't be bothered and just like uh, trying and yeah, uh, trying to make the most of your unique experience to an extent. Whilst it's not, like, try not to also stress yourself. Like if you feel like you're doing so much, are you getting stressed? Then it's definitely a time to like take a step back and maybe cut a few things, um, for sure. But um, <laughs> did, did you yeah. say? Can you find that relatable? Been there, you know? done. <laughs> yeah. Actually, hold on. My sort of, I'm not getting as much time as I should for work, or mm. not getting as much time to do other stuff. Right, let me cut this. Let me yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I can fully agree as well. Um, so I'm gonna have to like uh, what, take. What would you say? You know, talked about me, but what about mm. you? How would you, how would you say, is the best way to make most of your uni experience, or how did you specifically do that? Um. So I remember, yeah, so I remember like, um, like five weeks in my first term, I just had this realization. I was like, well, five weeks have gone and I've basically just played badminton and did my degree and that's about it. And I was like, there's like so many things here that I could do and actually want to do and like what had a, like intentions to doing. And I just haven't been doing it and I'm just letting this like slip past so quickly because uni goes so fast. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, so like I've, I've always had like a rule of thumb that if I ever feel like when I see things that people are doing like on the TV and I'm like, oh damn, like that'd be so cool to do. I'll like make a mental note of that or like jot it down somewhere and then just see if that's high in my priorities. Like I'll run review back on those ideas and um, do them. And that's what I did at uni. So uh, like I, we did like a ballroom and Latin taster session in Freshers Week. Um, which is good fun um and then me and my friends every thursday evening 
like I dragged him with me and he really didn't want to go and we would go to ballroom every Thursday and then like after that first week he, he found it that he was asking me like oh yeah we still going to ballroom um this week and it was great and then that sprung onto me in second year joining the uni beginners team where we were like dancing for like eight hours a week um I still kept up the badminton because I like really enjoyed that um I like I've always wanted to like, get better at debating like yeah getting better at public speaking and um and I've never like I was like I only was like introduced to like uh that the fact that debating world existed in like first year of uni and obviously now I'm more immersed in it it's got a quite cliche and history behind it etc but um but I just like I really like the idea of being able to um respond to people's um questions in and and like answer them honestly and critically well and like it was produce sound arguments in the moment and like so I like joined some of the sessions for the uni uh the union beginners debating uh lessons that they hold um, so I just like kept, constantly kept trying to use my time to do the things that I have always wanted to do. So like my college husband, he's an amazing singer. And um, so I was like, if I've always wanted to be able to sing and he taught himself how to sing. So like, I remember in first year, like, I think for about six months, I really gave it a strong go. And I was like trying to learn how to sing, like recorded, like had like 200 recordings of myself and just like always listening to them try and improve and um so i and i and i was yeah definitely trying to be efficient with work as you were saying um but i think i always just like try to ignore what everyone else was doing and ask what i wanted to do and um filled up my time with those things and constantly kept reevaluating that like making sure that um because you know like everyone changes changes slightly each day and then like within a week you could be like some of your feelings can be completely different. So just like checking that, you know, with each day, like has something else um, caught my interest I'd rather do. Um, so yeah, I think that's like, um, that was like the main tactic. So like, I think this coming year, my priorities are the degree because my final, like my exams year finals. So like, I want to smash the degree. Um, I've been doing a lot of work this summer. Um, the podcast continuing this because I think that, um, like, uh, the like the ambition of the podcast is to um, inspire as many um, uh, students as possible. That like students who are really curious about their degrees. Um, that uh, you know, if you want to study at um, Oxbridge right University and you feel like you um, you you're not the kind of person, we're like trying to like explain that uh, like that's absolutely like, like there is no right type of person. Like if you want to, then you definitely should go for it. Um, other thing and band, like I'm not doing uni dancing this year so I'm just going to fully dedicate my time to just one uni sport and try my best to improve um and yeah like I have my little list um and it might change and um I think and, and I'll see what I, I'll use other people as like inspiration but I'll, I think another like another thing that I like to do is um I like when I see other people doing things um I'll like I, I'll like see when I'm thinking like, oh, that'd be really cool to do, I'll like double check if I actually want to do that rather than um, just doing what other people are doing because like they're doing it. And I think that like, it sounds obvious, but I think loads of people um, do things because other people are doing them and they don't actually ask themselves, like, do they actually want to do this? So, so like for me, 
I like because I took a gap year and we went traveling and we went out quite a lot um and I don't even drink um so there's only like for me at first like I really enjoyed it and like just like dancing and like letting loose is fun but um it came to a point when I started unis that the idea of going out I just like had my time don't doing that um and everyone else is like a lot of people are going out not everyone um and for me like even though a lot of people are doing that I found that if I realized that if I have enough time to go on a night out this week I would rather join another society because um uh, that I know that I know that I've had some of the societies that I don't have time to do to do right now that I would value doing them more than going on a night out personally like that's like and the other people would say the complete opposite that they value the enjoyment and like meeting people and uh the hair like letting your hair down vibe of going to for a night out and I completely respect that um so yeah like um I think yeah that's another another way I like uh, approached uni life um and yeah so far so far it's like sometimes you come off sometimes you might find yourself that you're really doing things very differently to everyone around you and it can be a bit bit nerve-wracking like oh like have I got this wrong like everyone else is doing like I know everyone else is like working all the time or um no one else is like doing as many things like maybe I should just like focus on one thing and it can feel a bit like like I know I don't know if scary is the right word that like I have you like you know you can like doubt yourself and I think if you feel like you're doing what you want to do then try like stay true to yourself and hopefully you'll realize um you in your own time that what you're doing right now might be wrong but don't let I don't, I don't think following dogma is gonna help uh for like making you realize that what you're like making you realize what you actually want to do uh, personally so yeah that's yeah some short summary but um <laughs> moving on to the next question um we'll get back on to other opinions i have on making most not most of your unique experience but um a lot of people say that the reason we're at university well i say a lot of people a lot of people to call her out my principal actually told me this that um uh she's lovely like i absolutely love hillary we all do she's like and she i think uh, if, uh, if i continue this conversation she'll probably agree with me maybe i don't know i might ask her but um she said that the main reason we're here at university is to study um and like how i was wondering like how would you respond to that nobel i'd respond to the question can you study 24 7 no you can't that's, that's a real answer and so you can't study 24 7 you can't even study every waking hour just because well, you can, but there's no point because there are levels of efficiency, really. You, after a certain point, you're just not really taking anything in. You're not really learning anything. There's no point in studying. And so there is time to do other stuff because you just can't study all the time. And then that becomes a sort of a balance and things like sort of knowing yourself as well. And for myself, I... For example, I, my brain comes to life early morning, morning before lunch and after dinner, you know, number of 1am, 2am library sessions. That's how my brain works. And my brain does not work in the afternoon. I just have an afternoon drop off where I just, sometimes I just get so sort of sleepy. I get really sleepy in the afternoon sometimes when I'm working in the library. And so my, my body just stops from studying 24 7 if anything and so because of that 
I work around that. I luckily a lot of the sport I do is after lunch before dinner and so that actually fits in quite nicely and then before then I'll be in the library after then I'll be in the library late nights and that's in terms of the study side of things there's also Oxford isn't just some sort of library it's a city it's a city with amazing architecture amazing traditions great collegiate system great history and you want to most people they will they will only be in Oxford they will only live in Oxford for that period of time that they are at uni and so you kind of want to make the most of that because most people will just move to London afterwards or they'll move abroad or they'll be back home wherever and it's just you just can't study 24 7 you want to make the most of it really and that's the main question in this podcast is how to make the most of your Oxford experience you can't study 24 7 so when you're not studying try and make use of it mm. no yeah I definitely agree with that is that something quite interesting from the idea of like studying 24 7 is um like the historians like, at the end, like most of them if not all I don't know the course too well but at the end of their second year they have like a, a coursework where they have like a week to answer like a few questions and it's part of their degree like instead of an exam and you see like um when you're around them like you see like and the, from how they describe it like there there is this idea that you know they could try to work 24 7 you know they've got seven days to answer these questions you know like at first you might think oh well the more you work the more you get out of it but they quickly like they quickly realize that even though they do have like these seven days and the sort of the exam sort of never stops, even when you're sleeping, like the time's always ticking. They really, they quickly realize that. Um, well, I think um, when you're doing work, it, the more time you spend, it plateaus to how much you um, work, work you get out. And then it declines if you do, if you do too much, in my opinion, from what I've experienced and what they said as well. So I completely agree with that. Like what you said before about being efficient, um and make getting like two solid hours of like heavy like focused work is more like it's probably going to be better output get better output than four hours of relax like not as focused work where you're like on your phone every now and then like checking social media um in my opinion from experience uh and um yeah and i think also um you know there's like you could obviously can get different grades after um uh, after your exams and um you know ever like um if everyone around you is like really aiming um to get like the top grades and um, to get a first but you feel like um you wouldn't actually you don't actually care that much and you know that that the extra time that it would take you to get a first you would actually rather spend doing other things i think that's completely valid like then this idea of that the reason you're here is to study where you can turn around and be like, well, actually, I'm quite happy with um, a two one. I think that like that will still open up my job prospects, and I'll have more time to do other things. And I think that's a, like, I don't know how I could tell that person that um, that they're wrong. <laughs> like, I think that sounds that sounds pretty valid to me. Um, so moving on to the next question, I was wondering, do you have any tips um, on how to uh, how you recommend a student should split their work life balance? The irony is I was known for getting that long, uh, wrong. Well, I was known for getting that wrong, but that's because no one saw the 1am, 2am library sessions, put it that way. And yeah. I think first question becomes how long do you actually want to work? 
and sometimes that actually just depends on your work weekly workload sometimes you'll just get a really depending on what you do as well for example with essay based subjects quite standard you know how much but for example us to you know problem solving sheets and all of that sometimes they're really easy sometimes they take four hours and sometimes each one takes 40 you, you don't know how that's going to go so instead of for the sciences instead of phrasing it how long do you want to work to what standard do you want to get your work because i'm of the i'm of the opinion there's no point trying to get all the answers in a cheat sheet because that's the whole point of the cheat sheet and that's the whole point of the tutorial tutorial will help you find the answers that you can't find it will help you polish up so that's one thing also if you want to cut corners some people want to cut corners and want to sort of make up for it in trinity in exam season you mm. can do that so it's sort of first question is how could you want to get your work and that will come with how willing are you to get take a real turning off from your tutors mm, yeah that will come with sort of how confrontational you are personality but yeah that's the first question how could how much do you want to work how well do you want to work and then from there when are your productive hours when some people they're very much their brain comes to life nine to five nine to six nine to dinner boom do that however many days a week that's your week that's your weekly work done for me very unconventional as i said earlier hmm. early morning before lunch and after dinner till 2, 3 a.m., that's when my brain comes to life. And so you, once you figure out when your brain actually works, mm. work at those times because then you're actually working in the productive hours. And so for me, it was second year was its worst, one could say, in terms of late nights. I think every single night for two terms without fail, I was up till 2, 3 a.m., sometimes 4 a.m. And it was either because I was out on a night out or because I was working in the library finishing doing my cheat sheets. But that worked for me. That worked really well for me. And I managed to get through second year quite well, managed to have really good balance. Mm. That's how it worked for me. For some people, some people are nocturnal. I know some people that just, I'll message them at 2 a.m. for some help. And I know yeah. they're up because they tell me that they're nocturnal and and that's why I message them because I know they'll be up. So it depends on how you work and then actually working your routine, your sort of what you do outside of your work around that. And as I said, as I said before, a lot of the sport I did was in the afternoon after lunch. That works really well because if I had to, I would sort of, I would still go to the library, even though it's not very productive. If I haven't got anything else to do or it's sort of a tight deadline or I'm, I've got a lot of stuff going on just before the deadline, so I want to get it out of the way, which is more common. I'd work in the afternoon, where whether I was productive or not, but trying to work your routine around that. And nothing is getting yourself organized, sort of. Mm. I made a, every time there was something going on or someone said, oh, let's do this, or someone said, yo, Lincoln match next week, or no, we've got a uni match next Wednesday. I'd stick it in the diary and then every few days I just look at the diary when I, whenever I had some sort of work given I look at the diary and I'm, not the diary calendar I look at my calendar and think okay um, can I afford to procrastinate or do I have to sh straight away start my work and then because I've got my calendar I know exactly what I'm doing when I can look at my sort of my hours 
how much time I've got each day, sort of make an estimate sort of how long this tube sheet will take, how much sleep I'm going to get that night when I'm going to bed, all of that. And then from there, I'll be like, okay, either I can afford to slow down for a bit, start it later, or I can't afford to do that. I've got to start straight away before it gets really messy, closer to the deadline. That's another thing. And obviously some people work very differently. A lot of people are very much procrastinators and mm. the pressure really drives their concentration. For me, if I miss a deadline, I really don't care. Even if it's two, whether it's two hours before the deadline or a day before the deadline, two days before the deadline, I don't care enough to want to, to feel that pressure. And that's, that's a bad attitude, I must admit. But it meant that because I knew that I'm not going to be more focused, I would get my work done out of the way. And from second year onwards, I most of my tutorial shoots, I was done two, three days early just because I knew in those preceding two, three days, I was very busy. And I didn't want to end up in a sticky situation where I turn up with two questions done and I have to try and bail myself out to my tutor. Yeah, I really found it hard. And I, didn't, I really did not like lying to my tutors because they spent their time and effort on you. Mm. Best thing... W- best thing you can do least thing you can do least you can do is actually put some effort into the tutor sheet give it a good go and sometimes i would turn up having done three questions i'll be like listen i read all these books i also saw these people i still don't understand this but as long as i actually gave it a good crack mm. put in i made a sort of sort of principle where i try and work about 15 20 hours per tutor sheet at least and i'd have two tutor sheets per week and overall, that meant I'd aim for working 40 hours a week, 40, hmm. 50 hours a week. And some people work less, some people work more. But figuring out what your working schedule is like, how you work and all of that, how productive you are. Some people, they're very, when they work very much two full hours, just don't touch their phone, really concentrated, straight in. Yeah. Again, this was a really long answer, but put simply, let's summarise Get yourself a ballpark for how hard you want to work, sort of 40 hours a week, or in terms of how much effort you want to put into this cheat sheet. And then from there, figure out when your best hours are, most productive hours there. From there, work your life around that and yeah. stick stuff into calendars. Organisation is really important. And try and give yourself leeway. Just because you think it will take two hours, what if it takes three hours? That screws your entire schedule. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. But, asking me, but what about you? How would you recommend that should be done? Um, the word, I think I agree with a lot of the things that you said. Um, I think um, having time, having time uh, to relax and not do your work, um, uh, even if you want to engage your brain, but in a different way, like where's that creative, like a creative outlet or um, sports outlet, I think um, really helps when you go back to your work um because you've had that in like all social outlet like you've had that break and you know you feel good as well um i think something i noticed this like so for two terms i mean it, it, the same thing happens with badminton but it happened even more when i went to the gym is that after i'd go to the gym and like i was in a routine i would like feel physically really good like and um and then i felt physically confident and then that just that related to my um to my like how i like how i felt confident with my um with my work so i definitely think that 
I think sort of trying to work, work like a work-life balance, if you can, and when you're having that time for your life and not the work, if you can do things that will make you feel good and confident, um, then that those like when you're fe- because you're feeling good and confident outside of work, that will also transcend into when you're working as well. Uh, there's uh, some days where I've got nothing on, and I'm trying like my, the, de- the the task of the day is to do my cheat sheet, my problem sheet, and um, because I've got the whole day, I can like take my time. I f- might feel a bit sluggish. I might be doing it slowly, and I don't and I don't really feel that good. Like I've just like so then it comes to the end of the day, I haven't got as much as I would have liked to have done, and it wasn't very impactful or it wasn't like a burst of energy um whereas like some days where like as you're saying like when you're really busy and you've got your like your day scheduled with different things and you've got this like three hour pocket to do work because you you have this feel you have this feeling that you've got to do it now because you're busy before and after and um because and because you know you've, you've given yourself three hours to do a certain amount of tasks um if you were to be organized then like that's how i do it at least um then you also like feel so much more focused rather than if it was the whole day, like it's hard to focus that a whole day, but for three hours is like very doable. And sometimes you'd be surprised of how much you can get done, even like in an hour, like focused working of an hour um, personally. Um, I really liked what you were saying about um, decide what you want and then go from there. Cause I think, yeah, I, I never really thought about that, but I think that makes a lot of sense. Like if you like, if you really want to, um, be on top of all of your work and, um, and like like be like ahead and like and really smash it. Um, then like and then like set up your work life balance so that it's like extremely organised that you're always like doing thing or doing the problem sheets and uh, lectures and like um, tasks as they come. So you're always on top of it, always a bit ahead, never letting anything like ne- not never letting too much slip past you. If you want to do that, then definitely go do that. If you want to like, um, but then as you, you also said that, if you want to um, leave a lot of your work, um, like the leave a lot of focus, attention and work for the last term, like a, like, a, like a few months before your exams and like, you know, enjoy uni life and then try to do a burst of energy of, um, you know, like bring somehow bring it out of the bag and um, and like just sort of like, like, like a focused few like a few months of uh, revision for your exams and that's how you want to do it like relaxed first and then focus on work and if that's what you want to do then then there's no reason why um there's there's not too many reasons why you shouldn't go do that i mean it is really having said that with uni it is really hard to actually do that if you take it to an extreme like you can, there's only so much you can learn in two months if you've uh haven't been keeping on top of it but i think the argument stands that um if you don't want to always be extremely on top of it and you want to like be a bit more relaxed and then focus later, then I think that's completely fair. Uh, as you said, like definitely. Um, but then also then the reverse like is true. Like say you're quite relaxed and you're not on top of it, but deep down, you know that this is really important to you and you really want to be on top of it. Then I would say that there's an argument to be made that you should strive towards being more on top of it. Cause this is, you're in a, you are in a position where you don't want to be. Whereas if you're like not doing as much work, your standard of your cheat sheets isn't like you haven't answered all the questions or you haven't answered, you knew you could have answered more, but you didn't make time for it. But if you want, if that was a a conscious decision because you did other things, then fair enough. But if that wasn't a conscious decision and you actually wanted to do more, then maybe next week strive to do 
like being more who you want to be, like doing more. Um, I mean, that, yeah, that was really interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's just very much do what you want to do, but don't take the mic because mm. some people, you know, some people they don't want to do their degrees, but you've got to give the tutors some respect because yeah, you've got to give the uni some respect as well. Sort of turn up having with turn up with a decent cheat sheet or turn up with a decent essay and some tutors expect a lot from you and they want perfection but it's about what you want to do and as long as you're sort of in the back of your mind you're spending 9250 on this per year mm-hmm. yeah are you, are you getting your money's worth really and you want your 2-1 at the end of the day some people want their first but i'm of the opinion frankly unless you're going for academia or the bar having seen it the job market it's a first is not necessarily that beneficial because it then it boils down to how how much do you want this job how much do you fit this company etc and that's a whole different that's yeah, a whole yeah. different but yeah it was it's very much sort of about what you want to do and just I'm not I would not encourage leaving everything for your final term just because something can go wrong yeah for sure maybe maybe you get ill for a few weeks as a few weeks knocked off i would not recommend it but i know some people do rely on it and i won't lie i in my third year i slightly did rely on that because third year was just very so much going on very hectic and so i just thought you know what third term will smash it out of the park ended up being able to work ridiculous hours but managed managed to actually maintain that so it pulled off luckily in the end but sometimes it doesn't and i would not recommend falling back on that 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 should only be a sort of your backup plan but then at the same time if you if that's how you work you know if you're very much short-term memory and it's very much about figure out how you work figure out how your brain works and then from there work around that yeah very much I know that I did a podcast recently about how to make the, uh, how to, it was about like how um, to manage your, yeah, how to manage the workload. And the two people, they just like, they could not, like, and how they approach their work, they could not f- fathom the idea of leaving your work late. They were just like, it was just very not in their bones. They're like, no, that sounds too stressful. That's not how I do things. And it's, yeah, I completely agree. Like working out what's best for you is definitely, definitely the way forward. People Um, do things differently. A number of conversations I've had with people, multiple people saying, yeah, I I prefer leaving it till the last minute because then the pressure gets me and I actually focus. Mm. Everyone's different. And at the end of the day, all these people, they got their 2-1. They got the same Mm. result as, they got their 2-1 or their first. They got the same result as other people. So it's all about, there's no one method that works specifically. It's just whatever works for you. I, I think the idea of like leaving your work late um, because you know that you have to get it done and, and it helps you focus really works. If um, you don't, if you, if you're the kind of person that doesn't get stressed out by your um, essays or problem sheets or your work, like if you, if you have that, that perspective that, you know, there's no, in the end of the day, there's no need to stress about this because it's not actually that important. Then, you don't then the deadline's coming and instead of being stressed that the deadline's coming because you know that there's nothing to be stressed about you just want to get it done because you haven't got that much time left and then you just it's easier to fall into that focus in my opinion because i i definitely uh relate to that 
uh, as well. I mean, they also think that if you leave, if you always, if you make a habit of leaving it closer to the deadline, your standard of work does drop. Well, at least in my opinion, it might, it might not for other people, but uh, that's what I've noticed. Another thing about leaving it to the deadline is, is something, something comes up Mm -hmm. either sort of a span in the works or a mate sort of gone, Oh, I want to do this. And, you never want to be, in a, you know, it comes with FOMO. You never want to be in a position where you're saying, ah, I really want to do this as well, but I've got a 9 a.m. tomorrow, 9 a.m. deadline tomorrow. I want, I've got to have to turn this down. You never want to be in that position. That was also, I forgot about that. I, that was also my thinking where I never want to be in a position where I have to turn something down because I have to work. If I have to turn something down, I want it to be because I just don't have the time for it mm-hmm. or I just don't want to do it instead of, turning something I really want to do down because I wasn't organized enough. Mm. And also I really liked your point in terms of does it matter? That was, that's, that comes with it. You know, your essays, your tutorial sheets, none of that counts. None of that counts towards your final degree. None of it. Oxford is very much final exam, especially for the historians, you know, third year exams. That's what counts. Not historians, humanities. Yeah. Yeah. Historians, obviously, they have their course. Or like English students have their course. So obviously, that counts. But the weekly essays, they don't count. There's no. There is some benefit in getting it all right, getting it to the best standard, because then you can sort of come to your tutors. Be this is the best piece of work I have. How do I up it? That's swings and roundabouts. But it was very much. It doesn't count. So don't worry too much about it. As long as you get it to a good standard. As long as your tutors are decently happy with your work why stress too much about an essay that frankly are you even going to remember that in a year Mm. or a year after graduating are you going to remember oh look do you remember that essay i did yeah no one cares no one cares yeah that's another thing i i did sort of keep in mind where you know you want to do your work well because i was very much i don't want to be in a position where i'm learning this from scratch two weeks before the exams and also, I just don't want to mug off my tutors. Mm. So yeah, I very much agree with the "Does it really count?" Yeah, but you could also you could also say with the um, with the tutors, like um, you know, your your tutor's opinion on you isn't isn't uh, related to what grade you get as well. Like, yeah. uh, like do that. Yeah, your tutors you should like respect them. They are putting effort in. But say if um, like I don't know. Say if they didn't seem I don't know. If they if they say anything that's not constructive criticism, then like who cares like what they like who what their opinion is? Okay, like even if it's good or bad, like I mean if it's good, it's like it's nice that someone has faith. But if someone doesn't have faith in you, or well, like it's got nothing to do with what grade you're going to get, like um, or like their like their constructive criticism about your work is like really important, and the and the use and help that you get from your tutors is invaluable for your degree. But like I know, if, say if your tutor's not uh, not impressed by your uh, like our, our mock our mock tests are called collections and like if they're not if they're not impressed by your, your collection result you didn't get a high enough mark like does it does it really matter what they think like only their constructive criticism is really like really useful and like yeah if you like and uh, like yeah like their opinion on like they're not impressed with this piece of work I, I personally never took it too close to heart because is that this piece of work as you said isn't what my final grade is it's not even getting marked like it's not in 
like it's it's a useful tool for learning and i want i want your constructive criticism but you're like like if yeah if if like it's not common but if tutors do give uh negative opinions like well it's not it's not their degree it's your degree i mean my math my a-level student uh, my a-level uh teacher um for maths told us that he was like he was very much like a father figure to all of us and not really a math teacher he very much like left us <laughs> left us to our own devices um quite a lot which was good because then we became independent learners but he he said to us like he like held his hands up he was like end of the day you guys are gonna do your exams get your results and leave and like and like i'm just gonna get a, a new class and nothing really changes for me i'll just do this year after year but for you like your exam result will stay with you and it will d- dictate what you can do in the future and like and his point was that like it doesn't like it's not about him like it's not it's got nothing like he doesn't if he went to change his life what we do but it will change our lives and yeah like um i think your tutor's yeah your tutor's opinion also doesn't uh shouldn't, shouldn't take that too close to heart because like it won't it won't affect your your grade it won't affect yeah it won't affect what you can do as well that's a really good point. I actually never thought about it like that. And interesting for a math teacher. Yeah, I I never thought about it like that. Tut- yeah, that's right. You know, your tutors, I mean, they may mark exams. They often do, but the exams are anonymous. They just always yeah, yeah. a number, candidate number, and that's it. So even if your tutor does have a grudge on you, mm. doesn't affect your grades. Doesn't affect your grades. So, um, yeah, good point. Think- it's important as well because some people really would work for longer hours because they can't let their tutor down. Like, like a lot of people at Oxford are perfectionists and the, the fear of disappointing your tutor is like really prevalent. And like, like who cares if you just dis- like, I know your tutors, you should respect your tutors. I, I do agree with that. But like, say if you're having a tough week and um, you've got loads of things going on and you don't want to disappoint your, like, your tutors, like then i don't think like you should work more because you don't want to disappoint your tutor you should work more because you want to for other reasons in my opinion and if your tutor could see you in that moment they would be like why are you like i don't i don't care like your tutors probably don't even care too much about your work like they care enough that um they'll mark it they'll give you constructive criticism and help you learn and then after you leave the room they'll move on to other things they don't like they don't have strong personal attachments so like i think in terms of making that work-life balance if you find yourself that you're working longer than you should be because you don't want to disappoint your tutor i would i would evaluate the question like is is your is your tutor's opinion on you important their constructive criticism i think is really important but is their opinion on you as a how you work like how well like yeah who you like how, yeah their opinion on who if you if they if your tutor thinks you're like a slacker and you don't do that much work and actually you think you do a lot of work and then who cares what they think but if you if they think that you have a misunderstanding in like this part of chemistry at least for me like chemistry um then yeah that is quite important and it's quite nice that is could be quite useful if they can explain that misunderstanding in the course and the chemistry but in terms of like other things that's not relevant like who cares in my opinion yeah, I I do agree with the perfectionism side of things, and that's that's something I've only touched lightly. It's it's definitely a thing, you know, sort of perfectionism, trying not to disappoint your tutors, trying to please your tutors, trying to get the best grades you can because of perfectionism. That's that's a that's definitely a real issue, I've mm. I've seen of Oxford students, and 
it's hard to kick out because a lot of the people that get to Oxford, they get in because they're perfectionists. They, they see that sort yeah. of, that 98, they're like, no, that's not good enough. I want 100. That's the kind of people do tend to get into Oxford like that. And in terms of sort of unconfrontational, unable to take a telling off and bollocking, when you're the top student in the class, half and will you get told off for substandard work? And then obviously that also comes with when you're top in the class, you're not used to having people above you and then competitive or sort of comparing yourself to others. And that's a whole different dilemma, but that is less easy. I do find that less easy for someone to sort of deal with, to face mm. up to. Yeah. But personally, you know, I've never been a perfectionist. I've, I was top of the class at school, but I always knew to try and keep my head that keep my expectations that I always reminded myself listen mate let's not get carried away you're the top in a crappy state school in East London you're not the top in the best school in the country of the world so there will be people better than you remind yourself don't get too carried away mm. and in terms of pleasing people I mean that's a whole societal issue I'm not in I'm not interested in, I'm not interested in pleasing my tutors I'm in, interested in respecting them because they deserve yeah. their respect because in my experience, from from my time at uni, they really did take their time with me. If I, at the end of the shoot, I said, "Listen, I'm still really struggling with this concept. Can we just go through it again, please?" As long as there's got nothing going on, they'll just say, "Yeah, go on then. Let's let's say another hour. Let's say another half hour. Whatever, whatever long it takes. However long it takes to get you to understand this." Or they'll say, "Okay, I'm really sorry. I've got another shoot now, but are you free at this point? Let's go through this at that time." Yeah. So in that sense, you know respecting my tutors but I was never sort of adoring their craving their adoration their sort yeah. of their, their validation because that comes with personality or upbringing there's a whole different set of mm. factors involved in that but yeah you are right in terms of perfectionism let's not be a perfectionist let's not be unconfrontational get used to getting a bollocking from tutors because frankly you got you've got another 40 years to live you've got another 40 years where you will get another Probably should not be using the word bollocking. Sorry, get a telling off. It's fine. I'll edit it out. Don't worry. Carry on. Yeah, <laughs> get. I can't even remember. What I said. It's all right. We move on to the next. We move on to the next question. Yeah, get a telling off. Um, sorry, I'm really sorry. But no, I do completely agree. Um, I think there's one thing about perfectionism. Uh, you were saying is um also if you want to if you want to be a perfectionist then um then yeah then go for it as well if you but if you want to do it for you and like say i know some people who um they're not they they feel like they're still not being challenged like they they feel like the works like um not many extreme, an extreme few people feel like they're not being challenged in their degree and and they would get annoyed if they're not if they're not getting that really top top mark and they want to have high aspirations after uni they like they already know they want to do defills and like and they'll really strive for like, and do research and yeah if like if you if ignoring everyone else and like your and uh if you really want to um strive to be as best as you can then um then go for it but if you're being a perfectionist because you know i don't know you're it, if you're being a perfectionist because like i don't know like it for not a for not a healthy reason i can't i i don't i haven't i have to spend time on like working out reasons of why people are perfectionists but if you feel like it's not not a healthy reason and you don't but then i know asking yourself like does it like does it actually matter if you didn't if you if if this wasn't 
to the T perfect or like is is like is trying to make everything perfect actually uh being damaging or is it actually what you really want is uh, definitely definitely uh, a good question i know from yeah i've also never i've never been a perfectionist um someone else in the, the different podcast said um that uh they realized that they were essentially a lazy person so they always found the most efficient way of doing things and i heavily relate to that yeah <laughs> It's about efficiency, not about how much time you put in, it's about efficiency. Is like work, my, hard, work smart, not hard. Yeah. Like my my A level results for so I, I got two A stars and A. So my chemistry chemistry was um the A. So I might I might be the only chemist with an A. I don't know. There's probably other chemists with an A in yeah, chemistry. Yeah, almost definitely. But um but yeah, like I mean, I then oh no, I I had the grade, I had the entry requirements, so I wasn't gonna not apply. Um, and then my two A stars, um, if I got one less mark on the modules that I needed to get an A star, um, for the maths and further maths, um, I would have got an A, which is kind of mad. Like, I mean, th- this comes in line with they say, very relevant to me. They say a good engineer is a lazy engineer because <laughs> <laughs> engineering isn't just about making the building stuff; it's about being efficient because that's part yeah. nowadays because most of the technology is available it's now about efficiency so yeah definitely very much agree with that and in terms of the grades yeah i in first year you need to get 40s to pass your exams mm. and to go on to the next year and i got 44 43 42 40 <laughs> and I, I saw that i just i was just like i've been a lazy engineer i'll take that <laughs> oh we love to hear it that's great yeah so i was i definitely vibe with that yeah for sure yeah that's yeah i had a similar feeling um after getting my first year results of like oh yes i don't i don't have to uh retake my exams because i just about like just about passed like and you feel like you've just like daylight robbery like run with it (laughs) (laughs) you just like yeah you just yeah and um and then like because it doesn't first year doesn't count um it's important i i thought for me that it was important to learn the stuff but there's a massive difference between learning the stuff and being good at the exam like 50 percent 50 percent of the work is like being good at the exam learning like understanding it so like enough that you can actually recall it as well rather than just being able to answer the questions when the textbooks are around you but yeah there's a but um yeah, no, it's interesting that we had similar experiences. Um, we've got a few more questions. Um, so uh, this one's uh, short and snappy. Uh, what's been your favourite thing about university? Oxford University specifically, or just uni in general? You've only, you've only gone to Oxford. What do you mean? No, we'll, no, as in you personally. True, true, true. true. I Just university in general, I'd say that it's just always something two things there's one thing i'd say that there's always something to do there's always something going on you know if you if you want to do some sport something going on if you want to do some i don't know play some music there's a music room looking about somewhere if you want to go to a pub even if it's 2 p.m message someone yeah i'm down let's go there's always something to do and i think that's my best thing about uni especially because after uni and even before uni when you had school you didn't have that level of freedom because uni you can as long as you get the work done as long as you get the grades you can do whatever you want 
when you want. Mm. School, you've got to very much be in school half, mm. half eight or nine till three, half three, four, whatever. When it comes to work, depending on what hours you work, nine to five, nine to eight, nine to midnight, whatever. Yeah. That, that uni period is just so precious because you never get that level of freedom ever again, mm. really, yeah. until you retire, at which point <laughs> you can't really do the same stuff when mm. you retire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's my favourite thing. Yeah, because you have like this, like, you have like, not or not like financial freedom, but I mean, like yeah. the, stu- the student, lo- like, you get money from the student loan. And if you're, if you're lucky, um, most people get money from the, um, uni as well um and the uni is really good for that um and uh so like you've i know and the student loan just feels like free money at least for now just like you know just like your maintenance loan like it just comes into your bank and it's great and like and you're like uh, when you start you know 18 19 probably and you just feel like you has like you're with your friends you just have like finance like it feels like you have financial freedom until you run out obviously <laughs> and uh yeah you just have this like freedom to do anything and, and you just won't have this like because after uni when you like get a job and then um like i know if you do the, the traditional things of like house family kids you know all those are things like responsibilities and at uni you have this like pre- as you said precious time where um there's not that many responsibilities you know the the hardest thing the heart the heart hopefully if all goes well the hardest thing in your life is just your degree and um and in the scale of things, you know, in life in general, it's not that it's not it's not that deep. Um, well, I mean, depend. Obviously, case by case, it changes slightly. But at least for me, I don't see it too deep as compared to things that could happen afterwards and before uni. And and yeah, I I really I, I think for me, I liked the because there's a lot of chip shops around uh, Oxford that stay up <laughs> late at night, and just like the just the spontaneous three uh, yeah. a.m. Just like you turn to your friends and like, oh, should we just go buy some, just go go to the chippy, go to the Hassan's. Hassan's is a chip shop, by the way. Um, <laughs> if you come to uni, you'll be familiar. And um, and yeah, just like you wouldn't do that at home. Like, you know, if you, if I did that at home, like um, whoever, whoever like, I'm living with, like the adults would just be like, what, what are you doing? Like, what, why are you like, why are you leaving the house at 3 a.m.? It's like, oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just hungry. It's like, it's like the spont- spontaneity and sort of like, yeah a bit like radical crazy like not like just like yeah the spontaneity of like uni student life and you're doing it with your mates and it just feels so good and so fun and you feel like you can do anything and yeah and i think that was one of the things i like yeah just like so many times it's like 3 a.m just like go into center of oxford get some chips just have a chat normally a bit delirious because we're too tired and we should have gone to bed by now but it's those are the moments yeah it's good times um (laughs) Moving on to the... <laughs> that to be fair. Yeah, it was either freedom or just the amount of stuff to do. Those mm. are that's a hard question picking between them, but yeah, I'd agree with both really. Um I, I guess we've we've probably touched on this. Um, but are there any experiences specific to Oxford that you think upcoming students should make full use of? Oof. Good question. <laughs> To be fair, it's not one specific thing. So I guess one of the things is the collegiate system. I mean, mm-hmm. collegiate system, like Harry Potter houses, that's the best way to describe it. You've got all these Harry Potter houses, basically, 35 <laughs> of them, 
yeah. each with their yeah. own sort of accommodation, but then you study in classes with people from various colleges. And I think that's really cool because compared to other unis, so with other unis, how do you meet people? Societies and your course, really, and then sort of mutual friends. Mm. With Oxford, you've got that, but also your college itself and from your college itself and as long as you sort of get about go about meeting people go to all the freshers events and just chat to people obviously some people are not about that that's fine but as long as you do you know immediately come in within a few weeks a week 50 100 200 people that's amazing because then the more people you know the more people you could potentially meet the more people you sort of could potentially vibe with get along with etc and i think that's one thing that to really make the most of sort of even if it's college you didn't want to go to even if it's a college you didn't pick i mean i i applied to st john's big generous financial support cool didn't get in got into lincoln instead complete opposite of john's not as much financial support very small very unknown number of people that have said where is lincoln never heard of it and i mean complete opposite but i still had a great time because whatever college you end up at, you still have a really good time. Get out there, meet people. Also, as I said before, really cool internships knocking about. Mm. I spent, I think, a month in Brazil. Well, on that national park in Brazil, all paid Mm. for. I've had friends that worked in Jordan for the UN. So many different opportunities, stuff in Africa, stuff in India. Really cool internships knocking about, as well as your standard corporate internships, obviously recruiters do spend big money on you you're an Oxford student if you'll get in you know you're amongst the best students in the world they spend a lot of money on these recruiting events meet them you know it's it's real it's real as I found out on the other side of things it's actually really nice to be able to say in my cover letters or applications or in an interview yeah I met this person and they really spoke highly of this firm because then it actually sets me apart because it looks like I've done the research I've spent my time to actually go out and Mm -hmm chat to someone obviously at these recruiting events lots of food lots of alcohol drinks whatever and freebies that's really that's obviously as a student you want that you want the freebies you know your your portable charges and your pens never had to pay for a pen in my time at uni never had to pay for a pen which was nice also one big thing that could be sleaze is your own future world leaders i mean look at the cabinet for example look at the CEOs of the world, how many went to Oxford, how many went to Cambridge, looking at Cabin, looking at RPM, Boris Johnson, mm. Dominic Rab, Matt Hancock, all of them went to Oxford and you're around future world leaders and obviously don't go around sort of meeting people, oh, because I want I want powerful friends in the future. But it's it's really cool to be able to say one of us has probably met the future PM. One of us has probably met a CEO of a FTSE 100 company and all of that and with that it's not just for the clout saying yeah I was best mates with this guy it's more it, it is a nepotistic world unfortunately mm. and not really useful at the grad at entry level you know grad schemes it's not I know this guy I'm going to get the job but as you get higher up the more links you have the more sort of potential you have if you want to start up a business the more people you know you know if, there's a difference between starting up a designer chain versus a groceries business for a designer chain for example you need rich friends you need rich people to buy stuff and 
I'm just chatting stuff now, but yeah, put simply, you're around future world leaders. And that's something that really hit me when I first got into Oxford because I come from Town Hamlets, East London, really deprived area. And I was the only one that made it to a top uni from where I grew up. And that really sort of resonated with me. And I thought, wow, I've gone from that to son of monsoon owner or son of a daughter of Carlsberg owner whatever and that was really cool really interesting and you get to see a whole different world so see really different insights and different mentalities a lot of before uni I was very much curious what is a career you know <laughs> how do I get into that and now I'm looking at all these people I can I have a pick of the bunch really I've just graduated fourth year so a lot of people graduated a year ago they're in jobs a lot of people already starting jobs by now just started jobs I have a pick of a bunch in terms of industries I want a McKinsey friend oh I've got five of those friend at Bain got a few of those friend at JP Morgan oh yeah I've got people there and that's really nice because then it's not that they're going to get you a job but it's you can talk to them about this job and just figure out what the best way to go about this and then in the future you know they're at a startup they might be like oh nobs Siam I'm interested in setting up the startup. I'm looking for someone to work for my startup. You've got a really cool skill set. What do you reckon? Do you reckon it's a cool startup? Something like that. I mean, this is all hypothetical, but you know, who knows? Maybe none of these people, they, they all they do is just be a banker and that's it. They don't go for PM, but. Yeah. Statistically, you are right. Like it's statistically probable that we'll be surrounded by very influential people, whether they're famous or not, they'll be probably be doing in roles that are very influential. It's quite funny what you're saying about um, like uh, like making a startup and like just like messaging people like, oh, like, it seems like you're interested in this. Do you want to do this together? Because that was literally how uh, the podcast team was created. Yeah, uh, yeah like I had, <coughs> I had this idea and I was like, oh, this could be a, this could be a thing and just message people that uh, seem like they're interested in the same thing. And, and here we are like a few months later, it's kind of mad. Um, but I think as I think uh, bridging off from what you were saying, I think there's two reasons why I wanted to do specifically do chemistry at Oxford. And one of them was that there's a lot of maths in the chemistry course at Oxford. And I, I was doing, I did further maths. So I didn't want to, um, I, and, and I enjoyed it. So I didn't want to, um, let go of that like i wanted to keep doing that um where some sex like, yeah um and because we have like a math exam first year and we have like maths uh, uh tutorials first year as well and there's like a lot of uh, maths in the physical chemistry so yeah my uh my need for that was definitely satisfied um there's like there's lots of challenging maths um and <laughs> and but the other reason that's more relevant is um i wanted to come specifically to oxford cambridge um because um, because of the people, I had this idea um, that it's going to be surrounded by loads of um, people that are extremely talented, um, extremely like high achievers and ambitious in not just their degrees, but in lots of other things. You know, if you're really organised, if you have, like a lot of people that go to Oxford Cambridge like are really organised, and if you're really organised about your degree, it's like, there's a good chance they're going to be really organised in all like, other things that you do. And I've just found it um that like my predictions were like so far like quite true i mean i've discovered lots of other um other kinds of people at uni as well i didn't foresee but um in terms of like influential people and being inspired and being inspired by others i've just found i've like 
surrounded myself and and just surrounded that everyone is so um like talented in their own way in different things like uh, like my friend like my closest friend he taught himself how to sing and play the piano and um and like and that's kind of and like yeah and he's like performed in bands in the front of people and is really really good uh, that's insane like what um like other um like and there's like other friends um just like my other friend like they him and his friends started the first um undergraduate humanities journal ever in oxford and just they just like had that idea and they started that up together um and i and i've just found that i've been really inspired by like a lot of the other people the things that other people are doing and because other people are also like in at uni they're all doing stuff all the time it makes you it, it helps encourages you to also do things that you want to do all the time like that's like a catalyst like it really fuels you to be doing things so i think i've like i've done things that i don't think i would have done at other universities because or like partly because of like the connection like the connections and people i knew that gave me the opportunity to do that and the fact that um that there's a similar kind of thing that people around me have been doing so like one thing that i don't think i would have done at a different uni is that i really uh really like philosophy i like reading a lot of a lot of that philosophy and my like i just happened that my closest friend was the person who um started the humanities journal and uh they like they had like a topic for their next issue and i thought oh i actually think i have like an interesting question that i'd like to like write an article for and uh, and um i did that like and i was paired with an editor who was like really good really really clever and I ended up like reading loads of books about philosophy, like uh, like the same, the similar book, the same books like from the department, and um, and really like got got deep into this question, and I really enjoyed the experience. And I don't know, and that and I was able to do that because like a few reasons, like I was really encouraged by my friends. Um, a lot of those kind of like, a lot of people around me are like doing articles and doing academic things outside of the degree. And I happened like I happened to know someone who like start was like d- doing that journal, and and the, the thing that has in common with all of these things is that um, everyone's like really high achieving, and if I wasn't surrounded by high achievers, I might have not then be influenced and influenced and pushed further to do something similar. I, I definitely agree in that, and like it's the same with like uh, the uni dancing as well. Like it, uh, like if I wasn't if i wasn't i might yeah my another friend did the uni dancing the year before and it was him who inspired me and like said to me like said to me that even though if i've never i've never danced before it's a beginner's team that you that anyone can do it and so i followed his footsteps and i think you can i found that other people have been very inspiring and aspiring because they're just really seizing life and i'm like oh i want to do the same and I, that's, that's probably the thing i've enjoyed the most and you as well you've like you've done loads you've done loads that's insane i remember when i read the five hours sleep and i was like what and the last thing, i can't I, I don't i don't think i could i read the book uh, i haven't finished it the book why we sleep and i don't think i'm too much placebo now in having less than eight hours but like you, you've and it sounds like other things like you've a like uni football and like uh um I don't I can't remember I can't remember the top of my head, but you've like, I remember yeah, all the societies, the law the law society, yeah, all, the ball, all the balls, all the going at the nights out and like and called it off with the degree. And the UD football is like it's it's mad. Yeah. And and that's why I enjoy doing the podcast because I get to uh talk to really interesting people. And then and then from what they say, I'll be like, Oh, like that's a 
that's actually I really agree with that or they seem like I, I think I'll enjoy that as well and then I'll go off to do that so uh, yeah that's also one open-mindedness or that willingness to, to try new stuff really that's 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 what's really nice about Oxford and it might be the it's very likely the same at other unis let's not let's not get it wrong that yeah of course put the image that oh, it's only us that's creative mm. and not trying new stuff but just from our experience people yeah. seem really open-minded people yeah. seem really sort of keen to try new stuff and just sort mm. of stay in your comfort zone and just stick to what you know and mm. I think that's been really sort of inspiring I mean obviously for example best example for me was I study engineering I was president of LawSoc that <laughs> I mean <laughs> The president two terms after me did biochem as well. And so there is that sort of, there is that variety. There are those sort of quirky people, quirky quirks that just happen. And that's what one thing I really like about Ox is just so much going on. So many different people trying very different things. And yeah. yeah, for sure. And yeah, obviously like I, I'm not speaking and can't speak for, experiences at other unis because i don't go to another uni so i have no idea um what it's like but yeah this is like this entirely what we've experienced uh definitely agree with that and it's important to stress but this is the uh, yeah coming towards the end now um do you think students would prefer a uni experience outside of oxford like to it so do you think so is like building on what we're just talking about do you think um students would enjoy going to uni at a different uni to then Oxford, where the workload is a lot less. Students, well, I mean, the question is, well, your question, your rephrase question, would they enjoy it? Yes, they would. But let's rephrase to would they prefer? And that's a big question. There's always that what if, and it just depends on what they want out of their uni experience, really. And and depends also on their actual experience in Oxford because obviously some people and let's reiterate this is not the case for everyone but a lot of people because of the workload because of these sort of demanding tutors because of the lifestyle because of being surrounded by a lot of smarter people they really struggle with that mental health and obviously Mm. those people maybe not they would actually prefer going elsewhere but I can only speak for myself and you know yeah I I would have had more time for Netflix. I would have gotten better at FIFA if I went to another uni, but at the same time, it was worth it because how often do you get the chance to say, I'm an Oxford grad, I went to Oxford, you know, and especially for us, you know, state school, low-income backgrounds, mm, yeah. non-white, non-middle class. How many of, how many people are like that are there? And yeah. that was something that was always in my head. Listen, mate, you you have a really rare opportunity right now. So many people would die to be in your position. Mm. Try and make the most of that. And that's just sort of the the prestige mm. of Oxford. But outside of that, as we've gone through previously, sort of the open-mindedness, the different mm. opportunities, the, the ability to try out new stuff, the intelligent people, the future world leaders, all of that. And that comes with it as well. Another thing is the that Oxford is, it's a city, but it's quite a, on a smaller end, you know, everything you need is within a 15 minute cycle. Mm. You know, in London, I, I cycle 15 minutes and I'm nowhere near a shopping center. I'm no, I'm 
halfway to my closest mate in London. I'm okay. I made it to. There'll be gyms around. There'll be sort of. Football. I made it to a football pitch. Made it to a sports centre. That's about mm. it. But in Oxford, you cycle 15 minutes within a 15 minute radius. Mm. You've got all your friends. You've got all the sports pitches around. You've got all the sort of dancing centres. You've got all the gyms. You've got all the colleges. You've got all the architecture. And that's something that's underplayed a lot, as in not mentioned enough that everything is so close to you yeah. in Oxford. I remember during lockdown when sport was actually allowed, when we were actually allowed to go out for longer, we'd mm. we just cycle to our sports ground or a park and we'd just be kicking a ball together and we'd find some sort of basketball people to play basketball with to just shoot some hoops with and I wouldn't be able to do that with a fifteen minute cycle at home and mm. that's what I'm trying to say is one thing about Oxford that's rare is everything is really close. We're in a 15 minute cycle, half an hour walk. That's precious. And as well as that, from my experience, I, I never let myself be dictated by my grades, you know, because you've got to remind yourself and remember that you're more than a grade letter number. You know, you're, you're more than that 69 you worked your socks off for. You're more than that 2-1, that first. You're more than that. All of that. You're more than that. And you've got to try and remind yourself that why does that all matter at the end of the day? Now, if if it if it's your career, you know, you need to get a first for your DPhil, then yeah, you know, take it seriously. It's you're going for the bar, you know, a lot of people know that bars want first and all that. Mm. Not necessarily. People have gotten with two ones, but fine, you know, up your chances, fine. But outside of those two paths, I can't think of any anything else that would actually require a first because yeah. Most people, they end up in the real world and the real world is completely different to academics. The real world is not just how much can you memorize this? How much, how well can you sit down for two hours doing this thing? It's, have you got the communication skills? Have you got the personal skills? Have you got the, the resilience? Have you got the interest in the company and all of that? And your academics only paint a small picture of that as well. Mm. Apologies about the sort of very jobs focused. No, no, it's fine. It's, it's, it's fine it's right now, and uh, I found out that yeah, you know that's that's not enough. People, there are a lot of friends. I have a few friends that in years above, they applied for eighty, hundred jobs, rejected for all of them, and then finally got one. A lot of people back home, they when speaking to me about jobs, ah, oh, you must have a job already. I'm like, no, mate, it's not that easy. It's really not that easy. Just having Oxford on the CV or whatever is not enough because there's more to that. There's being good enough. There's having the experience. There's having the interest in the firm. There's being able to fit the firm, having prepped well, having been able to produce on the day when it mattered, all of that stuff. And, and yeah. I, I was, I, I, I almost entirely agree with everything that you said, uh, for sure, definitely. Um, yeah uh, but with one i think one thing i actually have always felt quite strongly with is um when you're so i guess this question is targeted for people um, who are applying to uni and they're thinking about do they want to go to oxford or not um or say they've got an offer and do they want to take the offer or not because i think you should i think you know you've got five unis you might as well put it down and then you get your application done sorted done earlier so say you've got an offer like should you should you take this offer or not i think asking yourself like thinking about the prestige of oxford um I'm not sure. Sh- I've always said that um, 
you know, if you go, if you've gone to Oxford because of the prestige, um, it, there's a good, there's a, there's a, there's a, could be a chance that you might not be happy for the four years. If that was your, if that was your main reason, because, you know, like if like with my degree, like any degree, like you're doing it like 40 hours a week, you know, in the third week, the third lot of 40 hours, this prestige isn't that important anymore. And you've got yeah. like, <laughs> you've got, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, like this is what I've signed up for, for the next four years, this like on like, on like, this degree of like this that chemistry that for me chemistry like you're going to be doing this all the time like if you do if you chose that because you're really interested and curious about it then hopefully you have a good time and you probably will if you did it because of the prestige of the uni but not not because of the course um there's a there's a chance that um it might not go well and you might you might not be uh, the happiest but i think like the prestige is also important though depend like i would say if you're thinking about the prestige of the uni, I'll like also ask yourself like, um, what do you like? Why is it important? If it's because, say, you you really really want to go into research and you want to go become an academic, and you already know that, and um, then like going to a top uni um, like Oxford would really help that because you'll be immersed in an environment where there's loads of academics, there's loads of research going around in that uni, and it's easy like you'll be able to make those connections, be able to, like everyone's like an email away now. And or you can make up these, you can make meetings like if you're in this environment where lots of people want to go into research. And so in that sense, prestige is really important. Like, you know, if you want to get, go into academia, especially um, Oxford's a great place to do that. Loads of people are doing that. Um, we'll do that after you, um, after undergrad. But um, I think this idea that, um, I think I, th I think there's other things, I, I don't know, the name, like going going to Oxford for the name, um, I, I've seen too many times doesn't like runs out that you won't it won't fuel, fuel fuel you for long and isn't actually really important. Like you know what you want. I think in terms of for this question, um, someone's like struggling like should they go to Oxford or not or to a different uni. Just like I think what we said in the beginning of the podcast, um, asking yourself what do you want um, from your uni experience and like and if it's that uh, so like my best friend um at the time uh he was he did he got better grades we were like thick as thieves and uh, we always got similar grades and um he and like he didn't even apply to um oxbridge because um he wanted to really enjoy uni life for other aspects and i know we we've both done that anyways but he he also wanted the work to be like he wanted a smaller workload and um and that's what he wanted so that's completely so then it's completely fair that he um what he chose and i think there's also to an argument to be made that if you have a, like a smaller workload then you have the room to um still be interested in your subject and be curious and want to carry on so he's thinking of like he's, so he's in computer science he might like do a master's um like a P i think a PhD in uh, maybe in Oxford or Cambridge for his computer science to so, like work try to work for Google or another tech company and because like because he's had his he's taking his time in like getting in like he has that room to get interested into the subject um for me though for me um it wasn't uh, I know some people have made this argument as well like one of my friends said you know you're gonna spend like 20 20 however much grand on your degree 
um, you might as well spend that money where you get the most out of it. And, you know, in Oxford and Cambridge, you get these tutorials every week. You get to meet with your tutors. You get this personalized feedback all the time. Um, that sounds pretty, that sounds like pretty good teaching to me compared to if like, you can either have that or not have that. And there's other variations as well in teaching and other things as well that comes to it. But he was saying that he'd rather have that because he thinks that'd be a really good way of learning. And you get more, like he, his argument is like, he thinks you get more of your money um, uh, from going to Oxford for his course. And I, uh, and I think for me, um, I knew how, just the way how I, how I learn um, when it comes to like exams is that I always find it really difficult um so i saw i could imagine myself no matter where i went to do chemistry it was always going to feel like wow this stuff's insane like this stuff's really really hard so i just thought like you know if i'm going to do something i should do it properly and um and i thought like i know i'm gonna I should give myself the best opportunity that i can have so like i applied to oxford to do chemistry i have an opportunity and i'm coming close to it um to capitalizing the opportunity that i have an opportunity to uh really like go into research if i want to like you know loads of people i'm surrounded by so many people who want to do that and and if i do well then i can like i could go and do that um because like there's so, like, so many opportunities after uni here um for people who do well in the undergrads um to go into research and um and yeah that, yeah, that was my that was my thinking of um choosing that this is like this is the uni that um I want to go to to like maximize my to like 20 however many grand um personally but uh, like uh, no go, on, go for it i think your point in terms of do you actually enjoy the subject i think that's relevant for every but what applying to uni in general because okay you know mm, obviously yeah has more work but you're yeah. still doing this subject for three years or four years so regardless of whether you're applying to Oxford or not going to yeah. Oxford, you still kind of need to have that, at least some level of interest, you'd hope, mm. in the subject. So it's a good point that I didn't think about, but I would counter that by saying that regardless of what uni you go mm. to, you still need to have some level of interest yeah. because you're doing it for three years. That was one of the most important things that teachers said when I asked them about, because I, I only picked engineering a few months before the actual UCAS deadline because mm. I was very tall in engineering, economics, physics, chemistry. Okay, not physics. Economics, engineering, chemistry. And I was very torn about those three. And I thought, I can't really de decide. And what what's your advice on this? And teachers just said, we can't give you any advice. We, we don't want to be biased, but put simply, you'll be studying this for three, four years you need to have some level of interest regardless of what you need to go to. So yeah. And then in terms of getting your money worth, getting your money's worth, I think that is very true. You know, sort of your tutorial system. I, I don't know how it works at other unis, but hmm. for us, we've got our lectures, eight to 10 lectures a week, or maybe more for engineering, at least eight to 10 lectures a week. And then on top of that, two tutorials a week, that's the standard first two years, third and fourth year, quite similar, just more, imbalanced less less regular no less standardized but and then on top of that you've got the two tutorials you've got your labs but also you've got the option to just ask more help and i thought that was really nice that was really sort of i learned best in 
my most productive times will be when I'm actually sat in a class with someone else. Doesn't necessarily have to be a teacher, but just someone else talking through problems. And that's why I really like the tutorial system. And so, yeah, I mean, that's one thing that I really liked about Oxford, the tutorial system you get. It works quite well with the way I worked, really. Mm. Yeah, like, I agree as well. Like, so for like sick form, my attendance to lessons were like awful, like 70, 80%. But in, in the school, in lunchtime and like during the breaks, uh, there will there will be a teacher around for certain subjects at certain times where you can drop in, and I'd always be at those um, all the time. And I realised that was because I like my way, like the way I like to learn was like to sort of I didn't mind learning it by myself independently. Um, like I actually liked that, but once I'd given it a go myself, and then there were a few things I didn't understand and needed ironing over. I would always then go seek the seek the teacher, and um, so like my like I valued my teachers like I valued my teachers like in their knowledge and like being able to ask some questions to go over things I don't understand. But um, in terms of uh, the lessons like be, like them teaching us, um, not as much. And I think that's why I really really like the tutorial system. You know, you've given this problem sheet a real good go for the whole week, and now you get to go and talk to your tutor like an expert in the field. Um, about the things that you didn't understand and so yeah i really enjoyed that um that side of it um so move, moving on the few things that, um i've jotted down in terms of how to make the most of your oxford experience the one thing i actually didn't didn't write that note down but i've i've used i've used this so much um and i don't think i would have been able to in other unis because uh or i don't know i don't I, I don't yeah i don't know about the funding what it's like in other unis but um uh the li- the libraries uh um, there's so many libraries and um in our library in trinity if you need a book um you can ask the college uh to request it if it's like related to either your degree or a degree in the like if it'll be useful for students in the library so just like i i've i've been reading so many books that we have in the library and like on other fields of study like i've i've used the library and that service for my degree for to like books that we don't have that I would need to like I need to read for chemistry, but also like other books um, in other fields of study that I just have interest in. Um, there's so like there's so many libraries, um, and in, like in, in our library and college, like there's so many books at our disposal. And um, and if they don't have a specific book that um, you'd like, I don't know about other colleges, but in our college, um, you, like, you can like request um, request for it to be ordered. Um, which is like it's just great like i haven't had to buy a book yet for my degree or and um and like i don't buy many books and if it's for like self-interest like outside of um the degree because like the library provides that service because of like how much money the college has and that's like great i think like in terms like i I have this feeling that because like i do really like philosophy that once i leave uni i'm going to be interested in like these kind of things still and I won't have that library uh, to go and like use as a resource. Like I'm going to have to buy these, but actually buy these books. Um, so yeah, I, in terms of that side of the small thing for me, um, and and lots of other ways as well, you can really like the libraries provide so many different variety of services. And like the fact that we have our like um, we have like an online library, like lots of online resources as well. And you get your you're exposed to all of that, all of these research papers in different types of fields and you can with your email that you get with uni 
you 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 can like go in like look into that to your heart's content and and then and then you won't have access to that after uni so i think that's a really good um good point and like and all the resources that you're exposed to um um other things was um i think i think it's something we said before but um i mean i, I haven't i haven't done research into um specific people but um i think yeah like yeah we said i mean like uh actors like Marion atkinson hugh grant and I imagine there's lots of <laughs> i imagine there's lots of other um oxford ex-oxford students that um, went on to do things that had nothing to do with their degree shows that um you know um what you're studying doesn't necessarily have to lead to what you want to do afterwards um it was something we've said a lot before and um yeah and there's loads of opportunities um at oxford um that have got like that are outside the degree that yeah that then you can like take on to as your career like um I've I've been quite amazed by like how many opportunities there are for future journalists, like future people who want to become journalists, because you can really get so much experience in writing articles for like multiple newspapers, multiple art, uh, multiple magazines. Like that's kind of that's kind of I I thought that was kind of insane that like before you when you after uni that you apply to be a journalist, you can say oh yeah I've written, I've already written for all of these newspapers because my because uh, we had those opportunities at uni um you know, there's loads of plays and like loads of opportunities to get into drama and if you read a woman like if you really enjoy acting like you can get in like get in through that field um and like and, and yeah i think and there's if reviewing like the law and the law society and like getting and that like, music as well there's different podcasts we're producing like i know i know loads of people who've um like trying to like kick off like with a potential music career with all the opportunities that they have um at uni like all the balls that they can perform in like there's a great music scene at oxford there's loads of events um so i definitely agree that um uh i definitely agree that what like who you want what you want to do can change from what you wanted to do in the beginning of your degree but if yeah and the same if you want to do if you want to carry on into research and you really enjoy it then definitely like strive for that um and yeah, I think, is there anything else that you wanted to say? I feel like we've covered um, all bases. Well, we've covered most things, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah that is, that's put, this, put simply, Oxford's a great place to study. And not just to study your degree, but the experiences outside of your degree, I think Oxford is amazing for that. And I'm not saying that you're not going to get that level of experience whatever at other unis, but speaking from our experience, it's a great place to study and you've got to be careful in terms of your attitudes towards work and you've got to sort of constantly be aware self-aware of are you doing this for yourself to make yourself happy or are you just doing this for other reasons so yeah that's that's the gist of it i think that's something another thing i forgot to say that i've like taken from uni i think you could do this at any uni but um there's loads of cafes in oxford um <laughs> and i've like really enjoyed investigating all of these different cafes and like the pubs as well um and just like working in them and it's like really nice and also i think because we're surrounded by so many people as you're saying say um you actually really enjoy uh engaging with people like meeting up with people again like, that social outlet when you meet up like actually talking to one person at a time maybe you don't like you don't prefer um like big groups as much and like I've, what i've really enjoyed is like just like um 
which I do a lot at uni is like meeting up with different people at like uh, throughout the week, like just for coffee, and then we'll like then we'll crack on with work. And you can like, I think that's something like so nice at uni that um, there's so many people that you meet, and you can really get to know loads of interesting people through doing that through like using the city uh, and like all the cafes that they have. Um, but yeah, that's the one thing that I've personally uh, really enjoyed as well. But I, I agree, yeah. I think overall, if you to, uh, make the most of your Oxford experience, um, just really asking yourself what what do you what do you want, um, and being okay that you might completely change your mind tomorrow. But what do you want right now, like in this moment? Like what do you like without being too uh, too like mindfulness about it? But what do you like, really want right now? And uh, and it, and then go and then just go for it. Like go with your gut. Um, as well and then and yeah you might change your mind tomorrow but that's not the point that you know tomorrow's tomorrow's problem <laughs> I was like that's choose to work to be honest <laughs> <laughs> boy it's a good point yeah, it's a good point oh but yeah um thanks for the conversation this is great this is great um that's all they've got time for today um but I, I think we've this, I think this podcast especially was a proper inside experience of what we had at uni. And I hope, um, I hope we get, um, we've helped a lot of people understand what uni was like for us and how we tried to make the most of it. Um, and yeah, yeah, I'm sure loads of viewers will find this really interesting and useful. So yeah, thanks for joining us, Nobel. Um, and thanks for the viewers um, for watching, whether it's on, like, on IGTV, um, on, on your podcasting platforms or youtube and um, yeah stay tuned for more episodes and uh, yeah thanks nobel cheers for having me right, that's right and we'll see you guys next time